Welcome. This is a little pre-ramble. Just wanted to announce some things. I've already announced them on Twitter, but I just wanted to make sure you guys who listen know too. The live show is cancelled, uh, unfortunately, because of crap. You know, everything going on. I've had to cancel it. I've tried to hold out as much as possible. My intention was to see what everything looked like at the end of April, but they've just announced that pretty much nothing will be fully open before June the 1st. So I'm pretty much having to cancel, but I maintain a good relationship with a handsome daughter. Definitely check them out. They've got a great chicken place. So if you're wanting some good stuff, check out, uh, I think it's Magic Chicken, I believe. So definitely check them out, support them. They're a great venue. And I was told maybe in the fall. So maybe in the fall we'll have that live show finally where we can watch Santa together. Another, another announcement, uh, I've been mentioning it quite a few times, but there's going to be a Twitch stream where we do a watch along. It's going to be me and my creed, maybe a guest, depends who wants to show up. And then we're going to be doing a live watch. That unfortunately is not, these uh, live streams will not be episodes. I'm actually just going to put that behind Patreon. So if you don't want to, if you uh, don't want to pay for Patreon and you want to see it, it, it will be live. You just you guys just gotta show up May twenty fourth seven p.m. If but if you want to get like a recording after the fact, it will be on Patreon. Other news, uh, pretty much May. I'm uh, finishing up everything I recorded, and so my intention is for the month of June just to take a, a kickback. I, I've got a secret project I'm working on. I've just gotta like hook everything up. You may know if you've. Uh, read who i've been messaging in on twitch so keep an eye out there but it's gonna be a lot of fun and it's gonna be an entertaining week that's a little hint there now time for me to shout out some people so we're going to start with the international people through pod nation uh black black girls do stuff too i believe they're a fantastic podcast who do a lot of entertaining uh talks uh they <sighs> Their, their Twitter is the funniest thing sometimes. Just like watching the antics and stuff like that. I, I, I get a kick out of it. And their podcast is great too. They, they're they really, really funny. So definitely check out their podcast. Fanboy and the Hater 2. Those guys are really entertaining. They, they make me laugh. And uh, their deep dive sometimes is really funny. I really enjoyed their Teen Titan episode. It was kind of funny watching them trying to figure out what this is. Now, uh, local Winnipeg artists. We've got Witch Police. Witch Police, a.k.a. Zam Z. Thompson. Uh, the figurehead of the Manitoba Podcast Festival. The ever-elusive Sam Thompson, because I've been trying to book him. Uh, I'm actually pr next week going to be tossing some dates at him, hoping that we can finally get a podcast together so now the, the second one will be talk talk back pod uh tim was on a few months ago doing how the duck really really funny really i that was one of my favorite episodes just because i i i might have been half bagged uh I, I find i'm i'm a funny fucker when i'm drunk apparently if you listen to me on cats and how the duck i, I have a, a bit of liquor in me so if you want to hear me a little bit liquored up, those are the episodes to check. But 
Talk About Pod is a really funny podcast, really entertaining guys. I like that they could do one subject, but they uh, mix and match. So it starts off with comics, and then it becomes TV shows and movies. I really like that rather than doing a big smorgasbord. I like that they pretty much kind of how I, I do my podcast, you know, but with different mediums, and I really enjoy it. Now, this episode is with Roger. It's like the second part in the Corona Zombies saga. We kind of go down the rabbit hole of checking out movies. Checking out a movie that was in Corona Zombies but was edited. And we now go into the actual movie because we found out who's actually enjoying it. So, guys, sit back, relax, and check out the episode and have fun. Okay, welcome to Beaver Does Movies. James here once again. And we promised you last week, and we're going to maintain it. I am here with Roger Boyer. Welcome to the show, Roger. Hello. Thanks for having me back again. Oh, no problem, man. We, we were determined to do this. I forgot initially. You reminded me, and you're still late. Uh <laughs> 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 I was ready right on time. <laughs> you were ready right on time, and then I had to go for my lengthy walk. You go for a walk every night. You took offense that I was taking your role, <laughs> so you got back at me by being late again. I'm just <laughs> so like, well, like, he's already, he's not ready, Kay. Well, I'm gonna take my the, time now. <laughs> the king wants his crown back. <laughs> <laughs> I got a reputation to uphold here. Man. Exactly. It's it's funny. There's a bit of a Twitter war between you and Stefan when I kind of when I kind of mentioned it. <laughs> he just he just jumps on that right away. That guy. Oh yeah, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> you, you let him know that I was actually on time. However, you know, just it didn't I'm, work out. It didn't work out that way. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say that you were on time because you were. It was actually five on the dot when you messaged me. <laughs> And you're um, like, oh yeah, that thing. Oh yeah. I'm like, the one, t- the one time Rogers rearing to go, and here's me <laughs> forgetting to watch the movie. <laughs> he didn't even watch the movie yet. That's crazy. I didn't watch the, I didn't even watch the movie yet. So uh, I was like, oh god damn it, Rogers rearing to go, and here's me with my hands in my pockets, going, oh shit. And I, and I was, I was tempted just to go off. I was tempted to say, yeah, let's record it. And then I'm just going off what I remember from uh, Corona Zombies. Oh, man. (laughs) Well, we're in it now, so... (laughs) Yeah. But but before we get into uh, the movie that we did, uh, how how is your quarantine? Have you been watching many movies? I have. I have. I re-signed up for Prime, Amazon Prime. I have Netflix. Yeah. Um, and I had Shutter, so I just looked at, I figured I'd keep them for the month. I did the 30 days and then I kept them both for a month. But then I signed up for, I guess Prime has other channels like MGM and Stars. So yeah. there, there were some movies on there I wanted to watch. Only I, I figured I'd do the 30 day trial and then I just ended. So it's kind of funny. Just before I, I took off um, for my walk earlier, I figured, okay, I'll get in two more movies because the mgm was supposed to cut off tomorrow so i get back halfway through i put i put my movie on pause called fx yeah 
And uh, I get back and I tried to play it. It's like, we cannot play this. And I got an email that said your MGM trial is ended. Oh, no. <laughs> so I was like, come on. I was halfway through the film. I, I, anyway. I've, I've realized with a lot of people that I've had a lot of stories based on Amazon where they've started watching a movie. They've just gone back and maybe spent an hour doing something. They've come back and the movie has been taken off. <laughs> like, I believe a co-worker of mine was watching Close Encounters of the Third Kind and he's like, this movie's great. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go get up and I'm going to get a, a snack. And then he often kind of gets di diverted into other things. And then he was like, okay, I've got my snacks. I've sorted out what I need to, to do. He sat down. He, uh, he did it on his Xbox One. He looked and then Close Encounters is gone. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. There's a couple of movies I put on my watch list, and uh, they were they were available. I figured, okay, they're on my watch list. I'll watch them later on. So I go check them like a couple of days later, and it's like not available, not available. Oh, oh no, it's like Prime. Get your act together. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, I've had that. I actually had that happen to me, which I'll actually mention uh, for the actual movie that we watched, because I was intending to watch it on Tubi. And mm -hmm. then it disappeared in the week that we mentioned that we should watch it, which is hilarious to me. <laughs> you know, I haven't tried Tubi yet, but uh, you sent me the link. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Um, but but I wouldn't. I would figure that they would have it on Tubi if they were, you know, trying to make money off the with commercials, right? Exactly. Is that how it goes? You, you watch commercials? What do you watch on? Yeah, TV? there's there's like three or four commercials, and it just got. Oh uh, man, it's like. But like they're all local and they're not not very invasive and they're pretty quick. Okay, I was like, just thinking that's why we paid the nine ninety nine for Netflix. <laughs> we don't want commercials and Prime. <laughs> but if Tubi's free, but I, I don't. True. Like like I said, if they're starting to charge me, Tubi can get the fuck out. <laughs> no kidding. It's like watch these movies uh, with no commercials. Just sign up for Tubi. It's like exactly. that's not your that's not your model. That's not your business model. Yeah, stay in your lane. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually. Um, I've really upped my uh, movie intake. I'm right now doing about six a week, not including some of the movies I do for the podcast. Yeah. And uh, last week, I watched uh, Tough Guys, which was recommended by Curtis. Have you ever seen that movie? I haven't seen Tough Guys. Uh, Kirk Douglas and Burt Lancaster with uh, Dana Car Carvey. Uh, they like work for the mob? Uh, they, they were just released from prison and they can't really get over the fact that things have changed. I think I heard that film. I just can't place it right now. It was I a, think I know which one you're talking about. It was a real fun movie. Real fun. I'll have to check that one out. Let me add that, is, it, is it on Prime or is it on Tubi? I, I had to find it. <laughs> I had to find it. Uh, two of these I had to find by myself. But the others I... I, I found through actual means. Uh, the other one was uh, The Great White Hype. You ever heard of that? Yes, I actually saw that. <laughs> I love that movie so much. Great cast. Yes. <laughs> Samuel, Samuel Jackson, John Lovitz, uh, Peter Berg before he became a director. Yes. Damon, Damon Wayans, Jeff Goldblum. One of the funniest boxing movies I've seen ever. And it was like, uh, he, had, he was going to, uh, he was going to fight the champ, right? Because the champ was so good that there was no, he was boring. Is that how it was? 
what what happens is is because he's such a dominant champ, nobody wants to see him fight another brother, as they say in the movie. So okay. they just so they decide to get an amateur from who beat him previously. Like it's the only loss he suffered. The only problem is the guy never really got into boxing. He he just like joined a band. So they the hype him up as this white guy that can knock him out like the great white hope. Oh yeah, and then at the end, like the champ shows up all out of shape. Yeah, big belly. <laughs> yeah. Refu- <laughs> like he refuses to leave his dressing room until he fin- finish washing Dolomite. Because <laughs> that's how he gets like that's how he gets warmed up. I actually might start implementing that into the podcast. Not Dolomite. Not, Dolomite. <laughs> just just watch Dolomite before I actually go into the podcast. <laughs> everything I'm going to everything I'm going to say is rhyming. Uh, I also classic. Yeah, I also watched uh, Fantasy Island, the new one. Oh, oh. what's your take? What's your five-second review? (laughs) There you go. (laughs) If you want to listen to a a five to ten-minute review, I actually have it on my quickies uh, section. Uh, No, (laughs) pretty much. Uh, No, don't bother. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. Uh, I, I like some ideas, but. I felt it was like a hodgepodge of things rather than actually having a, a decent story. And then I, 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 I've seen this before, but I, I love it. Uh, Game Night with Jason Bateman. I don't think I've seen that one yet. That's a really good movie. Like, it's Netflix. a really fun movie. Netflix. Is it a Netflix one? Yes. Okay. So on Netflix. The other, no. one, I wa- the other one I watched was The Other Guys. The Other Guys. Okay, is that uh, Rock and Samuel Jackson when they jump off the building? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Spoilers. laughs> I see that. Oh, sorry. Yes. Oh, come on, man. They're okay, then, though. Oh, they are okay. <laughs> and then totally the final, okay. And then the final one I watched for a bit of 80s nostalgia was Lost Boys. Lost Boys. That's a classic. Man. Classic vampire. Yeah, I love that movie as evidenced by my podcast because my theme actually came from that movie. Like one of my old themes. Did you yeah. ever? See, which one? The uh, uh, the 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 greased up saxophone playing guy. Oh, the saxophone guy. Yeah, <laughs> like he's a legit saxophone player though. Like he he played sax for Tina Turner. Yeah, that's where I see that because he, he has he's on the screen for like a couple minutes, right, or something. Yeah, but he's memorable though. Yeah, I haven't cool. seen this. I haven't seen this movie in years. I still remember Greased Up Saxophone, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's legit. Uh, he's legit musician. <laughs> oh yeah, he's legit. And I, then, uh, I, so I was, I, I was remembering that uh, about the uh, whole Lost Boys, and there was like this big phenomenon back in the day when you had to go rent movies from the movie store. You can yep. stream them. Yeah, but Lost Boys is one of those. I think it's the role that kind of put Kiefer Sutherland on the map fully. Yes. Like as like a heartthrob, just because he was so good in that movie. Every, yes. every everyone in the, in that movie was great. Like the two the two Corys, uh, Jason Patrick, uh, even you know the love interest, the vampire chick. You know you know what she's been in. Um, oh, what's her name again? What has she been in? What what she what? Twister. Uh, what? Twister. Twist. Oh yeah. yeah yeah okay yeah because he was she, like the. The, the she, prudish she was one the that like Bill Paxton. Yeah. Beyonce Bill Paxton. Yeah. And then he yeah. goes to get divorce papers from his ex-wife and they end up hooking back up, unfortunately, for her. So and then in a weird connection to that, 
Bill Paxton was in another vampire movie that came at the same year as Lost Boys, Near Dark. Uh, Near Dark, yes. Yes, yeah, came out the same year with a lot of the Alien 2 cast. We're going back here, guys. We, we all guys. go. We all listeners, go back. Listeners. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's because we're holding off from actually talking about the movie that we promised to do. <laughs> uh, I know. Just like we have to talk yeah. about other stuff. We're talking. We're just. We're really not on point here right now. No, <laughs> after no. watching this movie, we'll exp- we'll explain why. But before, uh, did you watch anything else uh, before we get into the main event? I'm doing rabbit ears as I'm saying that. But watched, main event. Watch Blood Quantum, so definitely check that out. Uh, director Jeff Barnaby from Montreal. So, you guys, uh, it's a Canadian film. Um, it's a zombie film. If you were a zombie fan, I would highly recommend it. Check it out. I'm I'm actually going to be doing a quickie tomorrow, so I'm like I I've got it all ready. I've already I've already got it streamed up, and I'm actually very looking forward to seeing because I've been hearing great reviews. It's eighty three percent right now. On like Rotten sure. Tomatoes, so fant- I'm actually very looking forward to it. Another thing, before we uh, like, I'm holding this shit off because I I'm so worried about talking <laughs> this. So, but I also watched Curse Films. I binged the whole series. Well, how did you like it? I, apart from one episode, I mm-hmm. loved it. Yeah. Uh, the first episode was. Exorcist, I love that. I love the explanations. I love that they actually had the actress involved. You know, for, you know, both versions of Blair Pazuzu. I didn't even know Pazuzu was a real thing. It, uh, it was because Pazuzu yeah. is the demon in the Exorcist. I, I thought that was like just a made up name for the movie, but it's like yeah. a le- it's like a legit deity. Yeah, it uh, very, yeah, it was pretty. How do you say it was very? Um, uh, I, I don't want to. Say, well, I guess educational if you're interested in, in the film. And yeah. but it was it was interesting to hear Linda Blair kind of talk about a few stories. But also there was something they asked her a question and she was like, "No, I don't want to talk about that." That uh, that was like messed up. I think it was when talking that did she have bodyguards with her after the film? Yeah. So, yeah. So. Uh, and I realized that I didn't like that they actually had an exorcist on the show. I felt like they were just trying to. Right, you know, save you know, make up time when they could have. I think you know, they could have put more of the film behind. I just felt if more of the film and more of the stories behind the film, I think would have helped. Um, Yeah, that part of it, I didn't mind it. I did, but you know, but I like. I'm there. I'm I'm there for cursed films, not exorcisms. And that's the that's the problem I had with the Omen episode. It was less about what happened around the movie, and it was more on the phenomenon itself. Yeah, uh, you had like a satanist. You had, you had like a a, a a male witch or some shit like that. And I was like, this is just a freak show. This is not talking about the film. It's just talking about the stuff revolving around the film. But then, look, bit, yeah, the story would have been interesting if they could have found some more stories around the, especially yeah. on the set during filming. You know, they did like, it, it was, a, few, a few times. So there was st- some stuff that happened, but I don't feel they had enough to actually like go with it. But then Poltergeist, I Did really that, that was a really good one because they looked into like the little girl and what happened to her and like you know she had Crohn's disease and stuff like that and explained what happened and that like, they had to like make a death mask of her so that they could finish the movie and then what happened to the uh, the 
the the uh, daughter from the first movie as well. Yeah, the older sister she played. Um, yeah. She had like a her. She was in a very terrible domestic relationship. Yeah, relationship and yeah. It was horrible. Was, yeah. And and then what what else was there? Uh, the fourth one, which was my favorite, was was the crow. Yeah, the crow was. Uh, uh that while again another tragic story that happened but it was just interesting to hear how had they really put safety yeah first and like uh, like who like i don't like i don't know what happened like i don't know what happened behind the scenes obviously but the person in charge of the gun you know wasn't there they sent him home apparently so yeah and then they got like a local artist and some people saying it's to save money and there's like various conflicting reports on what actually happened but yeah. I really enjoyed that they actually showed the damage. They recreated what happened, and they showed the damage it could cause for a like a wooden board. Yeah, and that was that that projector you, that that thing that was stuck. It was still stuck in the gun. That piece of uh, their piece of lead, blank or something. Yeah, it was like a it was like a lead caught like it's like a like a lead shrapnel caught in the uh, in like the barrel of the gun. Yeah, and, and then, it wasn't a bullet, but it was still as effective as a bullet. Yeah, because the blank was pushing against it and then shot it out, so it pretty much became a gun. Yeah, and you can actually see the damage because it goes through a wooden board into the, like a, the bag behind it, and you actually like fish it out, so you could see the damage it did to Jason Scott Lee. And I like also that yeah. they actually uh, uh, no, it wasn't Jason Scott Lee; it was uh, Brandon Lee. Brandon, oh, I keep saying Jason Scott Lee. Jason Lee played played uh, Bruce Lee in uh, Dragon. Yes. Bruce Lee story. Yes. My, my apologies. My apologies. Thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for good. dragging <laughs> thanks for dragging me off on that, Roger. I appreciate it. <laughs> but I also like how they looked into the the curse of the Lees in a way. Yeah. Where they but... where they believed that the Lees were cursed, and when they reached their like prime movie, they die. Yeah, they brought that up and how uh, they actually put that in the Dragon Bruce Lee story. They yeah, that. yeah, yeah, and they actually showed that in the the documentary. And then finally, the one that really was messed up was uh, the Twilight Zone. That one, oh, you know, I see the footage of that years ago, and I just when they were showing it again, I was like, ah, oh, you know, don't need to see I, it again. I never saw that footage before, and man, that is horrific. Uh, yeah, so yeah. if you haven't got a Weak stomach. If you got a weak stomach, it's probably something else you want to watch. Yeah, because but they, it happened. They... It happened so quick, though. Like you don't realize it, but yeah, yeah. I see it. I saw it years ago. Uh, they, they, yeah, they showed it on TV. Yeah. Surprisingly, um, and, and like it, it just, yeah, it was. It's sad. It's a sad. That was a sad story. And see, and seeing, and seeing how it was done and everything, and seeing John Landis's reactions and just the way he is, is really put a like a damper on how I feel towards him. Yeah. Like, like I love his movies, but the way he handled it and the way he gave that eulogy, it just felt wrong. Yeah. And it really put a damper because I love a lot of his films. His son's a shithead as well, but it just really put a damper. Like it could have been an accident, but it's not just the way he handled it was all wrong. In my yeah. opinion, in my opinion. For sure, uh, and it, it just—it wasn't—it wasn't—it didn't make him look good. And then you know, there was a there's an author they had, and he wrote a book apparently about the incident around what happened there. And it, it's a it's a book that 
you know, I'm kind of very interested in reading now because it really he talked. I think he talked a lot about directors and their egos and how they were. Yeah. They were uh, just kind of wild on set, right? How thing they how they did things and it wasn't and the, safe. And so there's quite a, things weren't safe. Yeah. Yeah, and there's quite a lot of ego from John Landis coming into this because he had quite a few successes and it yes. he, he didn't remain grounded. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that so that was uh, cursed films, and so I think we should now get into the main part. Of the pod- podcast, I think we just did a cursed films on Shutter review. <laughs> pretty much, I'm pretty much going to include that. Sort in of, it's a summary. It wasn't even yeah, yeah. We didn't get too in depth in it. We didn't get too in depth, but just like our thoughts and feelings. So, I want, I want to state something. I've never seen a Bruno Mattai movie ever. Um, I don't think you, I've ever. Have so, I seen... Bru- so Bruno Mattai is a like an infamous. Italian director. He's known to be, he's a trend follower. If something's trending at that time, he will try and get a movie made about it. Okay, I think uh, I'm trying to remember his I'm just looking over his IMDb right now. Is that Scalps? I've seen Scalps. Yeah. Um, he did uh, the, the Terminator 2. Terminator which one? Uh, I'm looking. Double Target. Zombie 3. Robo War, Cop Game, Cop. <laughs> I don't know if I said that properly. Is it, uh, he's uh, looking over his, looking over his films. He's um definitely uh, a prolific director. I mean, he was directing all the way till two thousand seven. Yeah, and he died two thousand seven. Yeah, so he started out in the seventies, I believe. Uh, directing. Oh yeah. Pretty much. I mean, probably before that. Um, like he, like for B movie lovers, this guy is pretty much a gold mine for like silly seventies and eighties horror. Yes, and yeah. Hell of the Unliving, <laughs> Hell of the Living Dead is no exception. <laughs> oh my god, eighties, eighties film. Eighties, uh, Italian's the original language, and watching this. I'm going to say this right now. What the fuck is this plot? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because like, I was tentatively listening to this. And it just feels like they're just going from point A to point B with no rhyme or reason. So and, let's well, let's read out the... At least it was originally titled Virus. Let's read out the uh, the what it says here. So it's it, this is the um, description of the, of the Hell of the Living Dead. <clears throat> a tough female reporter and her cameraman boyfriend team up with a four-man commando unit in New Guinea jungle who are fighting flesh-eating zombies. There, there you go. I probably missed a word. Who so, in the New Guinea? That's that's so, the story. There you go. So when this movie started, I was like, "Holy shit! This is very much like Predator." It, but, it, yes. You know what I mean? But instead of a Predator alien, it's zombies. <laughs> and and that should be amazing. But it should. <laughs> it should. you know, what, you know, what? I I do appreciate uh, the the budget that they put towards like the the effects were fun. Yes, definitely. Uh, there's sometimes like, even though I'm not an Italian speaker, I could see that there was bad acting. Oftentimes, when you watch a movie that's in another language, you kind of struggle to know if they're a terrible actor or actress. Because you don't speak the language, so you can't tell if they're uh, being terrible. This I could actually tell. 
<laughs> well, we should probably think of uh, now we have to watch the version that's in the original language with subtitles. <laughs> yeah, we should. Although, Where should we find that? <laughs> although one one thing I actually did like, they did a good dub job. Because I would often forget that this was originally an Italian movie with English dub. Because they managed to really match up the way that they were speaking on on camera with what was said in the dub. Um, was it like I said, it wasn't distracting. It was actually pretty decent. Yeah, no, it, it really it was. They did a, they did a good dub job of. Uh, I was just thinking back to Corona Zombies and how they dubbed it over, and I'm thinking oh. I, I don't I don't know which which version was better. <laughs> this, this, hundred percent. This movie is the better movie because <laughs> it is. It definitely is. I agree. Because at least with this. It was funny for a reason. Like, it's funny for no reason. It's not like they've gone into, they go, we're trying to be funny, which is the worst way you can try and be funny, ironically, is when you try and be funny. Whereas this, they went out to do a, put a movie out, and there's so many little funny things that I've noticed that just make me laugh. Like the random soldier deciding to dress up in, the, in his dress. What was that about? What was that? <laughs> Just it's just, you're in the middle. You know there's zombies around. Yeah. So you decide to put your two guns down and oh, what's Where this a, green green tutus you're sitting on? Let me put that on. And, and, and oh, even a hat. <laughs> oh and goodness. even and even before that, they're fucking around on a park, down a slide, and they're yeah. all going and they're all going wee, and he's getting all pissed off at them. Like, what are you? What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, five minutes prior to that, he was getting mad about the slide because <laughs> they're having fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so that stuff you can't recreate. It's just so goofy it works. And another problem with this movie is, and it kind of goes back into cro- uh, Corona Zombies, there's a lot of B-roll. There's a lot of B-roll in this movie. So Corona Zombies are showing their own B-roll, which is uh, Hell of the Living Dead. And then in Hell of the Living Dead, they have their own B-roll, which is a bunch of nature footage. I just Did you see that one part where uh, I was thinking, I think animals were hurt in this, in this film because they were showing B-roll of, I think it was a fox chasing, yeah. it looked like a rabbit. I could totally be wrong. It looked like a fox chasing a rabbit and the fox caught it. And then they kept it on there for like a couple seconds. And obviously, I don't think that rabbit made it. But um, my, my guess is uh, Bruno I don't think Masai, it, it wasn't Bru- CG. Bruno Masai went into the uh, the be- like whatever archive you could find. Nature archives. Was, <laughs> yeah. And it was like, you know, what? how long is the movie? 90 minutes? Let's add uh, an extra. 100 that, minutes. Let's add yeah. an extra 10 minutes. Let, yeah. Let's Let's throw in some B-roll. And even then, um, when they go to the village of like the tribe, like the tribal, yeah. there's a lot of B-roll on that too. Well, they use it. They apparently they used a lot of B-roll footage from some a documentary that happened like about ten years prior to that. Yeah, um, and like they were we, just of the of the villagers, right? And the and of the yeah. yeah, the people from the villagers. They were doing a dance, and there's like hundreds of them, and they were using that, and they're overdubbing it with like the news and. Whoever did the dubbing was like, oh, people, my people are going, you know, they need help. And yeah, they're over. Yeah, they were using it. So they, they did make use of 
footage that they had and they incorporated into the story, which I thought was interesting. But I will have to admit that when they got to the village after she, the, the uh, what's her name in there? We'll get her, what's her name in the movie? Just call, Leah, her, report. call her a reporter. Reporter. <laughs> the reporter just was like, I know these people. They, I'll talk to them. And then she Wait, trips so down. She trips down. It's like, oh, okay. I, I, I do. I, the the shot that they show is hilarious because it's just like a box on her boobs as she takes the top off. Yeah. And it's I wonder. Like, I wonder how many how many times Bruno Matai told her. Very good to assist. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Got to do like, it again. Like, well, that's what those. Uh, you know, that's when you look back at these old horror films. Like, that's one of the things they're known for is like blood, gore, and you know, uh, na naked. naked Naked women are naked people. Yeah. You know, yeah. And uh, uh, it was just so funny just watching her walk around. And clearly she's the only person there. Because every time she looks, it turns to stock footage. Yeah. And, <laughs> just, and, she's talking and, and it's just and it's some someone of the, with overdub voice. <laughs> and some <laughs> of the footage is better than the actual footage in the movie. <laughs> because it's on more professional grade cameras. So you, and then some of the footage is even worse. So it's all grainy, like the four tribal men walking with the helmet on. Yeah, that like was that. B. I think that was B roll because it was Total so B roll. It was so grainy. Even the mask didn't match up when he saw it, when it, when the uh, the one tribal leader walked on walked on. Oh uh, no! I, I, <laughs> I when I came to that the village part of it, like when it, the movie slowed down, I, I'll be honest, I started to fall asleep, <laughs> so I missed part of that. I'm like, what? Uh, now the villagers are all zombies and they're running away. The the com commandos are running away. I think it was more like zombies followed them from where they were previously. Well, those zombies were walking like two miles an hour. It's like holy man. It sounds like they were there for a while though, but and. So let's talk about the soldiers, because not apart from one, uh, the Matt Stone guy, like the leader, mm -hmm. no one else in this movie stands out. Uh, they all, they all, I, I think they all look alike. They, they all, are, look, they, they all, all look. Carry on. They're they're all dressed in. It was a blue uniform. Uh yeah, blue blue uniform with. With like a hat, like a blue hat, and yeah. they had yeah. just rest. They had just rescued uh, some hostages, like earlier, and then suddenly they're on a mission, a private mission. And I kind of got lost. I was like, "Wait, what? Did I yeah. just miss that? Did I fall asleep? <laughs> Did I fall asleep in the beginning I already?" I took on Wikipedia. Apparently, they didn't hear anything from uh, their command center, so they basically went and was gonna. Because that's where they ended up at the end of the movie, which sees that shows that everybody is dead. Yeah. So it turns out that they were just going there just to see what what was going on. So that was a mission because they yeah. kept because they kept getting arguments about with the reporter and her camera guy, and they were talking about just leaving them behind. But they yeah. ended up taking them, and, they were, and the reporter's like, "I know you guys are doing some secret mission," and it's like they never really talk about the secret mission because I was trying to think, what are they doing? Like, yeah. are they going to blow up the? Are they going to blow that place up? Like, it was uh, never really specified. Not in this dub, anyway. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. It, if they would have said, we're just trying to get back to base because they've not been replying to our messages, that would have worked, too. And yes. oh, I, I also... Didn't they say that the zombies were actually people from, like, the tribe or something like that? 
Yeah, and that's where I, that's where I was saying like they were using that stock footage, and there was that guy talking about my people. It's affecting my people. I guess he was at the UN. Yeah, and people were arguing. They weren't listening. They weren't listening to him, and they're saying we need help, and you know it's affecting my people too. And um, yeah, I, that was that. That's what I gathered from watching it, <laughs> and then I I think I woke up somewhere after that, after the middle part of it. <laughs> yeah, I can't so, believe I fell asleep watching this. Oh, but, yeah. I was like, but it just got that. I was like, wow, I got that slow. My my, and, fa- uh, my favorite scene, uh, just for how dumb it was, was when the one guy gets killed. He's walking down like the hallway in the ma- in like the plantation, and then out of nowhere, five zombies show up, and he doesn't n- notice that they're there. Until like last minute when they grab him. And then you see the zombies biting into him. And then two seconds, like two to five seconds later, he starts screaming. Even though you see a zombie like rip a part of him off. (laughs) That did happen a couple times. (laughs) Where they start biting and the person's like, huh? Ah! Well, you establish at the beginning that, oh, just run past him and push him. But then no one does that after. It's like, no. Oh, they stand there. And it was just interesting how, and we know this is a B movie. I mean, it, but the funny thing is, is like the reporter pulls a gun on the, on the uh, soldier guys and saying like, we got a job to do and you're not just leaving us here and you're not leaving our equipment or something. Yeah. And she talks about how tough she was and I was like, okay, cool. But then that zombie, that slow moving zombie preacher guy just, she just lets him pretty much almost bite her neck and she's screaming. And then the guy runs in, the soldier runs in and shoots him. Yeah. Keeps the zombie, and I was just like, "What? Wait, what? I thought you were t- you just a minute ago you pulling a gun on this soldier, and now a zombie is slowly moving toward, gradually moving towards you, and, and you, you can't take it. Yeah, you can't take it. You just stand there uh-huh. with fear. I'm, I'm, I was like, well, that's some interesting choices that the director made, but I guess you know you need to stretch out the runtime, so you need these zombies not to run. They have to actually walk pretty slow, and the people can't react. <laughs> it was it was also funny watching it when he. When the one soldier guy is like, oh, you need to hit him in the head. You need to hit him in the head. And then spends like five minutes just dancing around the zombies. Because <laughs> yeah, what was that about? Oh, because <laughs> oh, his buddy, the one who got who put on that green tutu earlier yeah. in the movie was like, ah, you're just scared. And he's like, oh, yeah. And then he, he runs in the middle of the zombies. He yeah. shoots one. And he's like, yeah, you want, do you want? And he's holding his arm up to one of them. He's <laughs> like, oh, you want dinner? Is he want it? Oh, no. And then, and then it cuts shoot- to the... Yeah, and then it cuts Shoot. to them driving away. He shoots, he shoots a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. but the, the, like I said, the one thing I appreciate was like the goal because when he actually shoots the head, you just see the heads like just dropping apart from like the the blast. Yeah, the, 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 whoever did the special effects, actually, that was really good. It's like uh, very gory. <laughs> yeah, it, it's probably um, it's probably that one Italian zombie guy that they all they always have all in. Of them. <laughs> he does the ball, but they were really good. You know, I swear that they used the same zombie actor in earlier in the scene when they're at the school. I wouldn't even talk about when they shot they shot the kid and the, the family. Oh yeah, it's like holy man! So uh, a little boy becomes sick and his parents are arguing, and then he, I guess, he passes on when he's sitting with his dad. His dad's asleep, and then he they discover him, the kid eating. You know, obviously eating his dad. That scene and, was amazing. And uh, <laughs> yeah, That's... and then they pull they pull him out and they're like, it's like a full two minutes of them shooting 
him until the guy comes and says, "You got to shoot them in the head." You know. Yeah. It's just, so I mean, it's all it's all it all happens off screen when they shoot him, but it's just like that's kind of uh, uh, that's a very controversial scene, controversial scene right there. <laughs> so that happened, and then it gets to, and that's where that guy's that crazy guy, I guess. Um, yeah. Talking about shooting everyone in the head, and then. He yeah he's I don't know <laughs> he just I, I know it's, it's just oftentimes people complain about in horror movies people being stupid. This is like a clear example of people being dumb. Oh my goodness, it's it's really I'm sure back in the eighties this was pretty intense, but nowadays I don't know. It was like the zombies are moving slow, two yeah. miles an hour. Not even two miles an hour. I'd be like 0.5 miles an hour. Yeah. They're walking really slow, and you just walk by them and push them. Exactly. Was, that was that was established at the beginning, but when you get towards near the end, once the zombies are close around you, you're like ah, as they start biting your neck and your arm, and yeah. ripping chunks off of you. Actually, that was you know, again the gore effects were pretty, pretty pretty good. But especially especially on that dumb cameraman. Let's talk about the dumb cameraman because every time zombies show up. He's trying to get like the closest shot. He is. It's just uh, that one scene where they they come and he's like they come out of the bushes. The zombies walk out of the bushes and the camp and they're all the army guys are like, "Okay, let's, let's get, get out. out of here. Let's get out of here." But the cameraman, no, now's my best time to get some good footage. So he goes running towards the zombies, filming them, and yeah. the the army guys are trying to you know say let's get out of here, but he's he pushes them off and he's still filming. It's oh it's, man. It's like, okay, man, you got your shot. Get out of there. <laughs> Pretty much, man. Like, just... <laughs> but, I will say this. This is one thing I noticed about the zombies is that whoever... The actors look like they're having a, a ton of fun because <laughs> they are all, like... You could tell they were laughing and smiling. Like, they were the most ones having the best time. <laughs> Especially when the cameraman gets bitten. There's that one female zombie in the back where you could just clearly see her smiling and she's, like... Trying to bite like, his neck. <laughs> yeah, she's and she's like almost like like she's you could tell she's trying to hold from cracking up. <laughs> what you could what you could say is that she was corpsing. <laughs> <laughs> That's my pun for the day. There you go. Boom. <laughs> Zing. Yeah. And so, with, with, with that then it's just how the guy with the gun, uh at the end he was like, You wanna take me? And they pull him in the elevator and then it, it was very. Uh, another shock was when they they're in the elevator and the, the elevator's blood's coming from the elevator. That obviously the, the cameraman and well, spoilers, the cameraman and the crazy guy are dead. getting eaten by zombies. Yeah, they're dead. And the late uh, the reporter is looking up at the elevator as blood's just squirting on her face and she's just screaming and standing in the one spot. I'm thinking, yeah. get an get a umbrella, man. What are you doing standing there, just letting it fall on you? <laughs> There was a lot of choices like that, which I'm sure where the director was like, stand there and let the blood fall on your face. I could just imagine that's how Bruno uh, Matai, Matai? Uh, Bruno, Bruno Matai. So I'm actually looking at this, and maybe this is me and you just being so bored that we didn't fully follow it. But apparently, uh, she learns that the chemical code name Operation Sweet Death has been intended to curb the third world population by driving it to prey on each other. That is apparently the reason why this was unleashed in a third world country was that they wanted to like get rid of Africa. Well, that's, that's some Wikipedia stuff. <laughs> I don't that, remember that, that in the film. I don't remember that either. Like, I, I think like I said, was, but I did sleep through half of it. So true, <laughs> maybe true. I missed it. But at the end of it, she does kind of say stuff like, 
honestly, I don't even remember what she says, but she she in a roundabout way she was saying like this was caused by us and this is us and this is our you know, this is why it's happening. She kind of yeah. gave that reason as the zombies were all slowly moving towards them again. And uh, that's, yeah. Then, But that, that last scene in spoilers for, if you want to watch this, it's on YouTube right now for free with some Japanese subtitles. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a, that was kind of a, what the, what the hell moment? <laughs> WTF uh, well, moment. And I was like, are you talking where, uh, the, the they reporter, walk, yeah, they walked towards her and obviously rip her apart. And I just kind of thought, man, though, they they really was like vicious with it too, because you see like the hand going in the mouth, or eyeballs popping out, a whole body's been tear like from shred to shred. Yeah, but I mean, use your ninja skills, reporter, and get out of there. <laughs> like, yeah, well, clearly not. They're, I, I mean, they're 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 very they're moving very slowly towards you, and I guess. She's well, tired. Maybe, she, maybe maybe in this part she, she lost hope and her, her motivation was you lost hope for mankind and yeah. humanity and you just let things happen because there's no hope. And she's like, okay, I'll do that. And so at the end of the movie, <laughs> we then have it that it's spread beyond the borders of the con- of the country and we see like an urban setting and a, a couple just walking around and they see they see a guy, they look at him and his off his face is missing. And then she gets bitten to death, which was funny to me because what was the boyfriend doing? He's just standing there going, no. And <laughs> the, the way he's standing is the way I stand when sometimes, sometimes you got to, you got to piss in public just to kind of get rid of it <laughs> because you're in a rush, like, you know, by, behind a garbage bin or something like that. That's yeah. what he looked like. The way he was looking around, it looks like he was just pissing in public. Like against the fence. <laughs> well, and the zombies didn't even notice him at first until the, the third or third or fourth zombie walking past him grabbed him finally. Yeah, um, I, yeah, and then yeah. it's it's a big smash. And funny enough, that scene was the ending of Corona Zombies. Oh yeah, they, yeah, you're, yeah. Okay, I remember. So what I, they I, did was they paused before the actress walked onto the on, and then they just kept that shot. And then superimposed Barbie on top of it. Yes. And that looks worse than this. Because at least this looked good. This looks good on, uh, is it 360? Yeah. Uh, the uh, quality. Yeah, it looks better on 360 than it did on Corona Zombies. Sorry, Corona Zombies. No, no, don't say sorry to Corona Zombies. <laughs> they, they know what they did. Oh man, yeah, you knew, yeah, exactly. You, know you made us you watch did. this movie. You, we had, you made us have to actually watch the real movie now. And you know what? I actually prefer this to Corona Zombies. The, the, honestly, you know, the only thing was, it was I was hoping that the, the reporter would have lived and been like uh, the last, the hero or something, right? Yeah. And come back in the sequel. It's unfo- but it's unfortunate that they couldn't keep the character. And despite how they made her look, uh, I, I was hoping that she would be the hero of the story, so. Yeah, so I've I, I got a few produ- production notes about okay, this. Cool. So director Bruno Matai noted that the production began as a specific request from the producer. Matai planned to make a film inspired by Dawn of the Dead, but wanted a lighter tone for the film. Matai said that initially two screenplays were written and that the producers rejected the screenplay that Matai preferred. The film was Matai's first to be made under the name Vincent Dawn. That's that's actually like his name for this movie. A request made specifically by the film's Spanish production side. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
Vincent Dunn, yeah. What the heck? And then Hell of the Living Dead was shot in five weeks. Wow. The, the film includes stock footage to suggest that the film was set in New Guinea. Uh, when the crew arrived in Barcelona to shoot the film, they found that they had no money and had to improvise and rewrite the previous script. The production then had this footage from the beginning of shooting the film and had built some of the locations from the stock footage in Spain where the film was shot. It was uh, shot in Italy and Spain, right? Uh, I think it's an Italian film shot in Spain. Okay. Yeah, because they were... I was, I was trying to think, like, where are they? Are they in, like, Central America? Or what the heck are they? Like, Africa? Or I think they were supposed to be based in Africa? Is that how it... Uh, New Guinea. New Guinea, okay. Papua New Guinea. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there so, you go. From what, what I'm reading is, it was they had a script, but because of how terrible it sounded, they had to, like, improvise a lot of it. Like, if you remember, one of those soldiers jumps in doing Singing in the Rain. He just yeah. did that just for shits and giggles. And probably because they couldn't afford extra film roll, they had to yeah. include it. They had to include it. <laughs> they were like, we need you to do something funny here. Okay, I got it. And he just starts. <laughs> he starts. And, then, and then funny enough, uh, do you know who Goblin is? I don't. I've heard the name. They're an Italian progressive band that have done a lot of uh, music for horror movies. Uh, okay. They frequently co uh, collaborate with uh, Dario Argento. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, and then pretty much, uh, actually, I'm, I'm interested if they have, no, they don't have a budget. I was really interested to see what the budget for this was. But there's no oh, budget. I'm guessing a few hundred thousand dollars if they're filming somewhere not in the... Ten bucks. Probably. Ten bucks. <laughs> Ten bucks and dinner. And then they bought everyone lunch. Take yeah. out. So like I said, this was like an Italian-Spanish um, crossover. Yeah. And, and uh, I'm just seeing if there's anything else. I think uh, uh, what, I, what I will say is like, I want to make this movie. I want to remake this movie. Do you? <laughs> I just I want to make a short film just based on this movie that looks, because, you know, the zombies look like they're having fun. So I'm sure there was people having fun <laughs> in the scene, like. Um, you know, despite us poking holes at it and everything like that, I mean, they made a movie that's out there that's famous, so um, good for them. So, from what I'm uh, what I'm looking at in in here, so Goblin were hired to uh, be on the soundtrack, and they originally wanted them to make original songs, but because they asked for too much money, they says, "I just give me some of your old shit." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's from what I'm reading here. Uh, apparently, the writer pretty much uh, directed half the movie as well. Holy. <laughs> the director was like, yeah, break back, takes off. Yeah. The writer's then, like, oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's looking like uh, the documentary footage of the New Guinea tribe is real footage filmed of a burial service. The rest of the footage can be seen on the documentary Desmorts. 1979, so a year before this came out. Wow. <laughs> I guess back in those days, you couldn't, uh, there was no internet, so. And apparently, can... and apparently, they also used stock footage from an actual movie, too. Which movie? Um, I can't pronounce it, but it became the real cannibal holocaust. Oh, okay. 1974. 
Is that the documentary or it was a different movie? Altogether? It, was a, it was a different movie altogether. All right. I'm so confused already, man. I know. <laughs> just, just like the amount of stuff. The fact that this started from watching Corona's Zombies, which had stock footage already in it, and then we're watching another movie with the stock footage. So we should wait. wait. So what? Well, one... <laughs> so I was gonna say, let me get this straight. So we watched Corona's Zombies, which has stock footage of a movie that has stock footage of another movie. Yeah, has stock footage of another movie. Is that what happened? I'm hoping. I'm. I'm actually wanting to go watch the real Cannibal Holocaust in the hopes that that has stock footage. Just this giant like rabbit hole that we're going down, just watching different stock footage. <laughs> because want, oh man, you know, just talk, talking about this stuff, I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, <laughs> I, I got, I got an idea. I think, I think Roger's next movie is going to be 20% of his own footage. 80% stock. I'm going to find stock footage right now. I'm going to make it all black and white so it'll make it easier on myself. <laughs> Rogers, we're going to become the, the Canadian Bruno Matai. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, that'll, that'll be my director's stage name now, Bruno Matai. <laughs> they'll be like, hey, you're that right? And i say, no, that's not me. <laughs> no, 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 no. no, I'll, no. Have to, I'll have to do a Bruno Carmen or something. Just, yeah. You know, yeah. next, next time you're on the podcast... That's gonna be that's gonna be the nickname, the Canadian Bruno Matai. <laughs> okay, I have to say Corman, Bruno Corman. There you go. We're like oh. yes, uh, interviewing Bruno Corman, the same Canadian director, B movie director. Actually, uh, Bruno Corman band. <laughs> After Charles band. Oh man, It'll, the name will get longer every time I'm on the, I'm every, on the episode. Every time you come on the podcast, yeah, every just, time I'm on the show, it'll just get longer and longer. <laughs> I've just, I've just added a bunch. Oh, is uh, Bruno Coleman band Schumacher? <laughs> <laughs> you know, just talking about this, I'm really legitimately thinking. I wonder if I can. I probably, maybe I can go make a five minute. Uh, Mostly stock footage, zombie film, horror film, or something. To do a five-minute movie and then just add an extra half an hour from stock footage. <laughs> I'm gonna do that. I think yeah. Everyone, is it archive.org? Like you, you can go look at. It. I'm gonna look this up. Maybe I can do that while I'm in. While I'm stuck in quarantine. There you go. I'll, have, I'll ask some of my actor friends to be like, send me a footage of you screaming, like someone's attacking you, and then I'll just edit them into the film. <laughs> It's just you walking around the apartment with a bologna sandwich in your hand and a coffee in the other. It's like, jo join the, the join the zombie apocalypse. It's like the bologna's tainted. No. <laughs> it's that's like a, no corona. That's, like, that's actually like, the thing that saves you because not even zombies will eat that. <laughs> yeah, I attack them with bologna. They're like no. <laughs> it's like it's like garlic to them. <laughs> <laughs> that could be hey that that could be something we're onto something look. This thing writes itself. <laughs> Coming soon. Roger, Roger Boyer is Baloney versus Zombies. <laughs> <laughs> the Baloney Warrior versus Zombie. <laughs> yeah. Ro Roger Boyer, Baloney Zombie Hunter. <laughs> well, you, you got like a bandolier with like rolled up baloney in each hole. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be throwing the I'll be throwing uh, the baloney like uh, they're ninja stars. <laughs> yeah, you got to stop for a minute, just to cut like little like jagged edges on each baloney. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it the cooked ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're frying it in the pan and then spinning it. 
as you the zombie's eat. slowly moving towards me. That's what I'm saying. You can actually go. It's a good thing you guys are slow because my my uh, gas isn't good this year. This year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll just be slowly cooking up a uh, killing potion for the zombies as they're slowly moving towards me. <laughs> Looks like we've got a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, Roger. Yeah, they uh, so I think, I, Thank I you think, for inviting me. <laughs> I I think we've reached a point. When we're starting to pitch each other movies rather than talk about the movie, oh, you know. It, uh, so here, here's a question. I just accidentally punched myself in the head. Uh, that, that's another movie. Yeah, that is another movie. <laughs> would you would you recommend this movie to people? Would I recommend the movie to people like anyone? Uh, Hell of the Living Dead. It could be like a specific group or a specific way. Would you recommend this movie? I'm going to recommend this movie to uh, my buddy Alvin. He yeah. lives up with Thompson right now. And, you know, you deserve to see this movie, Alvin. I think uh, that's who I'm going to recommend this movie to. <laughs> okay. You, you, you <laughs> my buddy Alvin, he lives with Thompson. <laughs> Rather than just a group of people, you say, hey, Alvin, watch this movie. You know, he's probably yeah. not going to listen. <laughs> he's going to be like, what? Who is this? <laughs> I'm going to text him later after this is done. I'm going to be like, hey, you should watch this movie. It's great. <laughs> no, you're just going to send in this podcast and go, go to minute 51. <laughs> yeah, go to minute 51. <laughs> listen. You listen to what I listen. say. Alvin, Alvin, watch this film. That's what I recommend this movie to. <laughs> I, I recommend this like as a group watch, especially if you're in like a silly mood, because there is some funny stuff that you can pick apart with this movie. This is a Zoom watch, so everyone should watch it. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Anyway, Roger, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And if you do end up making a movie based on what we spoke about today, I want to be in the credits. For sure. <laughs> super special thanks to James Beaver. Yes, super special. It'll be at the last credit, last piece. I want it to. Be, if I don't see a super, I'm gonna put a copyright strike on your on your movie. <laughs> yeah, you'll be like, <laughs> like, excuse me, I think uh, I won't have this film. <laughs> uh, I got document. I got like document proof. Uh, listen to the podcast. Do you have to listen to it all? Yes, you do, because it's context. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, actually, we'll actually be going to court if I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> or we're just going to end up fighting in the parking lot for it. <laughs> yeah. I'll be throwing bologna sandwiches at you. There you go. I'll bring, <laughs> I'll bring the bread. <laughs> anyway, pal, uh, much appreciated. And thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, definitely check out Roger. Uh, his socials will be below. And uh, catch you next week.